Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast, Season 3, Episode 15, NBA Preview Extravaganza Time, everybody. Yes, Sports Guy Chris here with my good friend Mikey. Mikey, how are you today on this lovely Southern California Thursday afternoon, my friend? Oh, you know, I mean, lovely is probably a bit of a stretch. It is a little windy out there in the good old AV, but what else is new? Um, yeah, that's about yeah. right. Um, yeah. It's a little crisp I mean, and chilly. Yeah. Definitely feeling folly out there. You yeah, know? it's still probably a good 15 degrees warmer than Wisconsin right now. Probably. Right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, 68 yeah. degrees feels nice and crisp. That being said, us Wisconsin fans are definitely ready for the NBA to start and our oh, Bucks yeah. to get in the action. Yeah. You know, the Packers pooping their pants the last few weeks. We're, okay. We've been waiting for basketball. Been, yeah, yeah. And Brewers Itchy. are not in the playoffs anymore. Yeah, so Brewers yeah, no, done. I mean, I know LA fans are chomping at the bit for the Lakers because of the same reasons. Yeah. Dodgers pooped their pants just like the Brewers did. Yep. Congrats to the Diamondbacks. Um, Weird stat, Mikey. Uh, One baseball stat. We'll get into this. Teams that have defeated the Milwaukee Brewers in the playoffs are now 9-for-9 advancing to the World Series. Wow. So if you play the Brewers in the playoffs. You're going to the World Series. And you beat them, you're going to go to the World Series. It's 9-for-9 now with the Diamondbacks doing it this year. That is, that's batting a thousand by my calculations. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah. It's a great stat considering we've never won a World Series. It would be great if we could maybe get to one. But hey, whatever. Anyway, it's NBA time, dude. We're going to start in the Eastern Conference today. Uh, as Mikey said before we hit record, hey, the defending champs are in the West. We need to go out East to get it started. Yep. Dude, I'm fired up. Um, of course, Mikey, I want to start with you right away. Sure. Um, I just, you know, we'll kind of just go through. Okay. Give our thoughts on the teams, you know, where we think everybody's going to be. Uh, but, dude, I'm super excited to get your thoughts. Who do you think? Who do you like here? You know, who are, do you have your eye on in the East? Obviously, my Bucks made the big trade. Yeah. The Celtics made some big moves. Yep. They're right there. Yep. The Heat are still lingering around. We still, you know, the up-and-coming Cavs from last year. The Knicks are getting, you know, some hoopla. Yeah. What do you like in the East, my friend? Well, I, I mean, look, I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, your your Bucks are definitely going to be there in the grand scheme of things, barring, you know, um, injuries mm-hmm. and, and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, but I think the, the two-headed monster, the beast, that is going to be Giannis and um, Dame. I think that's going to be that's going to prove to be a very potent mix. Um, you know, it's going to so. allow Chris Middleton to you know not be as um, uh, you know to be relied on as much. Uh, yeah. He's going to be an excellent third option. Um, I mean, hell, really, he's the second option because Giannis and Dame are kind of one A, one B, right? Yes. So, you know, but Chris Middleton, I mean, you know, given his injury history, you know, it doesn't put as much pressure on him to have to perform exactly, um, and have to yes. step up. Yep. Uh, you know, Dame Lillard obviously has had a pretty solid track record with regards to his health. Uh, same it, thing with correct, Giannis. Yeah. So I think that, yep. that that bodes well for you guys. Yeah. We've talked about it. Lost a little bit of depth. Rookie head coach. Correct. You know, there's yes. some things of that, that nature is, that, that I think true. are, you yep. know, maybe – Maybe could you know we'll we'll see how that plays out you know sure. in the grand scheme sure. of things. But at the end of the day, your starting lineup is stacked, uh, you know, and I, and I like you guys. Um, you know, I, I like that, Mike. Yeah, I there like you go, that. there you go. I I, <laughs> yes. I don't I, look. I'm not look. You know, obviously, there's already been a couple games that have already been played. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you know, Boston they yeah. came out and they won. Uh, Przingis had the best debut of a player on a new team going up against the team that drafted him. Bullshit stat that uh, ESPN came up with. Um, 
And you yeah, know, to make him look fantastic right away. Right, like, exactly. Thirty I mean, points. Look, it was a great 30 game. Thirty points, and you know, it's against and they the won Knicks. By four. Right, and so <laughs> right, and and the Knicks are obviously you know a team that uh, you know is is was in the playoffs. They've got aspirations, you know, playoff and and beyond right. aspirations. I'm not. I'm, I mean, yes, Tatum did Tatum things, and and you know, yes, uh, Porzingis had a good game. That's one game. Let's slow our roll. That's true. I know a lot of you know people out there were predicting the Celtics to be one of the top teams in the NBA. That is correct. I I don't see it. Um, I mean, losing Marcus Smart is a losing the heart and soul of your team to a large degree. Uh, you know, Drew yeah. Holiday, as good as he is um, or has been in the past, we've broken him down in his yeah. game and kind of his struggles the last few years in the playoffs with your Bucks. Uh, you know, but Przingis, I, I just don't understand for the life of me how people are sitting here talking about how good he is. And yes, I get it. Like he shows these flashes of brilliance, but he is not a model of consistency. I agree with you, and, Mikey. You know, until proven otherwise, his track record suggests that this dude's going to play about fifty percent of these games. Which means you traded away Robert Williams the third. You don't have Grant Williams. You don't have certain things. Malcolm that, Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. You, there are certain things you don't have in Boston anymore that I think is going to hurt. Um, and and I'm, I'm not sold on that. So yeah. that's you know, my feeling. One thing that got kind yeah. of lost in that in that the box score from the other night with yeah. the 300 million man, Jalen Brown scored 11 points. Yeah. So yeah. you're paying a lot of money to get 11 yeah. points out of a guy. Just saying. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, look, it's a one-game sampling. So, right, you know, right, on the yeah. flip side of, yeah. you know, let's not jump the gun with Porzingis. Let's not jump the gun oh, no. with Jalen Brown. He's going to probably mean, come back and score 25 yeah. in his next game and, you know, no. I mean, look, I, I think the Tatum, Tatum uh, Brown combo and then the, the Giannis and, and Lillard combo, I think both Absolutely. of those guys, those four Hands guys down. themselves could be averaging 25 points a game ish throughout the season. I completely so, agree with that one. You know, I, I think that that's, that's there. Okay. Uh, yep. You know, um, I would say, you know, the other, the other team that's kind of in that, in that mix and they've yet to play, they're, they're playing tonight. Yeah. Um, a team that, you know, not as much hoopla around uh, the squad as there has been the last couple years, in particular last year. And that's the 76ers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got the reigning MVP there in, in Joel Embiid. Um, but interestingly enough, they were go- they, they told James Harden to stay away from the team. Uh, he, w- he came to board the plane to, to go on to their, 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 for their first game here. And they, he was told to stay away. They apparently, allegedly, the way that the reports are saying is that they wanted him to stay back at the practice facility and get back in shape because he missed time because apparently his mom is sick. Uh, and if that is true, then, uh, you know, all the best to her. Um, oh, yeah. But, okay. but at the flip uh, side, yeah, it's like, okay, know you know, this is a guy that's trying to force his way out of Philadelphia. He's trying to force his way to the Clippers. Um, you know, so and the I just, Clippers, from what I understand this morning are backing off. Correct. That's, I've been reading that, that, which I think is a smart move for the Clippers. I don't yeah. think you need to really mess with what you have going there. You Correct. know, yeah. So I, I think that, you know, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure what's going on there in Philly. Uh, you know, and now yeah. even you uh, look at reports, we're not even a week into the season, Chris. Yeah. And there's already reports of teams keeping an eye, quote-unquote, on the Joel Embiid situation in Philadelphia <laughs> should the man become available. And that's the reigning MVP. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm not as high on Embiid as other people have been. 
Um, you know, I, I still just no, me either. He seems to disappear I... when it matters most. Uh, you know, he, 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 he seems to care more about that MVP trophy than actually winning in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just, I, Nick Nurse is there now Rock. and, you know, I like him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tobias Harris is still there. I, I just, uh, they have know, some exciting pieces. Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. The other stuff, we, we already know what this team is and yeah. now, you know, they, they already have the hardened stuff going on right. again. Yeah. It's trickled all the way into the start of the season yeah. to the point where you're telling the guy not to get on a plane to yeah. come join you. Yeah. Um, to your point, I've, I've already been seeing mock drafts where the Knicks are going to offer this package for Embiid because he might become available. Yeah. It's just kind of like, what? Really? Yeah. So, but I'm with you. I'm not as high in Embiid as anybody else. You know, he conveniently sat out when they played the Nuggets last year, you know, and, and uh, every time he went up against Giannis, Giannis outplayed him last mm-hmm, year in mm-hmm. all four games. That's been the common theme throughout yeah. their career. You know, he's been great a lot of times, but when he has to go up against the other big marquee guys, yeah. he gets outplayed. That's yeah. just, the, it's there, guys. Go look up the facts and yeah. the stat lines. It's there and you'll yeah. see it. So, yep. anyway. Yeah, so, you know, I, I mean, I, I think that Nick Nurse is a good defensive coach. I, I think that, you know, he, he, yeah, once the Harden situation kind of works itself out, depending on sure. what happens with that, you know, who knows, the 76ers could be right there in the mix. But, you know, are they a contender? I don't think so. I, I no, just, I've dropped I, them out of I, the realm of contender now. I, I don't yeah. think they're even, I mean, maybe, I, I don't even think they're a top 10 team in the NBA, period. Top, um, that's yeah, just, I, I got them maybe around the five or six spot in, okay. the, in the East this year, which yeah, you know, puts yeah. them at about 10 to 12, yeah. you know? Yep, so I, I agree with you, Mike. Yeah, so, you know, I, I mean, you look at the rest of the East, and it, it's an interesting kind of conundrum. You've got a lot of middle middling teams. You've got a lot of teams that have the potential, yep. have the potential to yep. be really good teams, and then you have teams that are, you know, are probably going to stink to high heaven, the Washington Wizards being one of those teams. And what's crazy is that we're, again, same kind of thing as the 76ers, right? And Joel Embiid rumors. The Chicago Bulls have played one game. And apparently, they've already had a team meeting. A players-only meeting. And they I were coming out and they were talking morning. about how guys are only playing for themselves. About how they need to come together as a team. And yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what, guys? I got news for you. You're, you don't have a lot of... You didn't bring in a new lot of new guys. <coughs> so, excuse me. So... This shouldn't you guys you guys shouldn't be having chemistry issues. You guys you know No, there's you're, they're, yeah. you guys know who your personnel is. So is this a Billy Donovan thing? Um is Billy Donovan gonna be the first co- hot take Billy Donovan? Is he gonna be the first coach to get fired? Um right. you know, you're talking yeah. about DeMar DeRozan, you're talking about Zach Levine. Yeah, uh, you know, you you've got talent on that team. Yeah, uh, but this is talent that once again um, if, if history proves, you know, uh, is consistent and, uh, this is a team that's going to grossly underperform. And, uh, is that mean that Zach Levine finally gets traded away? Are they going to do away to Roseanne? Are they going to hit the reset? Are they going to deal both of those guys and try and bring in draft picks and bring in young guys that they can then rebuild around and fire Billy Donovan and then hit the reset button. If I were Chicago, that's exactly what I would do. 
But the fact that you're one game in and you already had a players only meeting and you're already at odds with each other. Yeah, how about yeah, not how, a great No, that's not look. a good good look, not a good sign, yeah. that's for sure. No, no, yeah, no, exactly. Not how you uh, start. You know, um And they lost by what, twenty to the Thunder? Yeah, something Ugh. ridiculous like that. It was just it was not a good Blech. look by any stretch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and oh, not the man. yeah, not just not a good not, no. not a good situation. No, no. Uh you, you know, um Another team that I, I've got my eye on in the East, and I and I don't want to count against them, is the Miami Heat. Okay. Uh, you know, okay. this is a team that lost some pretty big players for them. Gabe they Vincent did, yeah. went to the Lakers. Yeah. Max Struess left. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're missing a couple pieces there. Uh, they were not successful in the pursuit of Dame Lillard, and I just think that has more to do with Dame not necessarily fitting in with Heat culture and, and that kind of a thing uh, more than any. It's- and, and they don't have necessarily the assets. Did you see this? That this came out that supposedly Riley said that Tyler Hero was never available at all. Correct. Period. In any trade talks. Correct. And if Bam Adebayo wasn't at all, then the Heat were never a serious contender, contender to land correct. anybody. Right. You're not. You can't trade for a superstar if you're not willing to trade your two tradable pieces. Sure. If, if you're not going to trade Tyler or Bam, then they were never seriously in anything. Right. Um, and then I, it came out as well that Bradley Beal, supposedly Miami was his top pick. Uh-huh. He let Pat Riley know that. Riley went to the owner. They yep. kind of dragged their feet. They were like, yeah, we'd like to. We just can't do it. And he was like, whoa, really? Like, you guys don't want me? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to Phoenix. Like, right. it's kind of odd. Like, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, not. But, but I mean, look, you know, I, I will say this is that, you know, Bradley Beal, unlike Dane Lillard, Bradley Beal has got an injury history that is okay. That's a know, good point, Mikey. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, pages long. He doesn't yeah, play the entire point. season. I mean, hell, uh, he didn't play in the very first game uh, for the Phoenix Suns. That's true. I saw uh, yeah, an opening night against night. Golden yeah. State, and then yeah. he's not playing again against the Lakers tonight. Okay. So you're right out the gate. You went and traded for this guy. You he's gave already up out. A hell of a lot for him, and he's he's missing the first two games. And yeah. I get it. I can't really blame the Heat for that one, but. but at the same time, I mean, this is a dude that. Yeah. You know, he's making boatloads of money, and he barely plays half of a season. Those are great points, um, Mike. So, yeah. as talented as he is, and you want to see guys be successful, I mean, he's a talented yeah. player. But I'm not giving up my, I'm not giving up Tyler Hero or Bam Adebayo for I agree. Bradley Beal. I, I I'm not going to do it. I think that's a good um, point. You know, I mean, to your, to your, if if that is in fact true, and Tyler Hero was never included in talks for uh, Dame Lillard, I call BS on that. That's what Pat Riley has to say. He yeah, has right. to come you out and to, say that. Yeah, you have to protect There's guys no way that, that his name there, did yeah. not get mentioned. Yeah. If you were ever having any sort of conversation with Portland about getting Dame Lillard, his name came up. It had to be. Had yeah, to. that's the guy they wanted. Not necessarily both him and Bam right, together. There's right. no way. I don't care even if it is Dame. I'm not giving up both of those pieces no, for no, Dame. No, 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 no. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, there's no way his name didn't get brought up. But now that he's back with the team, you have to come out and say that, like, oh yeah, he was never included. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because let's face it, there's a very select few players in this NBA in this league that are not gettable. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay? Yeah, very few players, that's, that's and I'm point. sorry, Tyler Hero is not one of those players. That's like, he's yeah, confident. yeah, I agree. Not, not <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the Miami Heat, they're an interesting team. They're still well coached. Eric Spolster is a fantastic coach. This is a team that kind of like the Spurs of old. Is a team you never want to bet against. You don't want to go no. against them. Yeah, they're you know, they're just, like the wild card there, right? Exactly. You, know? you 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 just don't want to do it. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler is still arguably one of the most consistent and 
you know, great players in the NBA. I, I think he's grossly underrated, uh, you know. Um, I would agree with you. I, I, I just I, I just do. I mean, this dude just doesn't get his props, and he's a consistent player. And, you know, imagine the 76ers might have actually made an NBA Finals had they kept him instead of letting him go. It's looking that way, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, beyond that, dude, I mean, I think the Hawks are pretenders, even though you've got uh, Quinn Snyder, you know, coming back under a full season. He's had a training camp and everything. I mean, they, they already played one game. They lost the game. Uh, Trey Young did not shoot the ball particularly well. He struggled from the field. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that he's, you know, Trey Young, he could very well be one of those players like a Amari Stoudemire. A okay. guy, okay, and I get it. They're, you know, center, point guard. I get it. Two totally different positions, two different body types, all that kind of stuff. My point is, though, is that one of the things that affected Amari Stoudemire the longer he was in the league is that he never adapted his game. Yeah, you're right. His That's game, a great point. He never that didn't a develop a jumper. Yeah, yeah. You know, he his game was reliant on his athleticism and his ability to to you know just kind of bruise you up when he was younger and just get the lobs and and putbacks and you know those kinds of things and stuff right around the rim. He never branched out as the NBA started to branch out. Chris and Big started you know moving away yeah, from the basket right. right. right? He never adapted his yeah. game. He and never he developed. At, he was athletic and quick, which worked in right. that Phoenix offense, right? Correct. With Steve Nash, and we're just going to push the ball Mary and go 100 million miles exactly. an hour. It worked in exactly. that. But exactly. Exactly. Right. Running <laughs> that pick and roll, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But what ended up happening in the playoffs and everything like that is teams said, okay, well, we're going to pack the paint yep. and we're going to make you shoot jumpers. Yep. While he was shooting jumpers, and look what happened. Yeah. He goes to New point. York, same yeah. kind of thing. Same thing. He just yep. doesn't adapt his game. Trey Young reminds me of that. I mean, okay. this is a guy that's crafty, that's you know, whatever. Yeah. But you're undersized. You're looking at a lot of the teams. You look at a Raptors team. You look at a New York Knicks team. You look at the Brooklyn Nets. You look at the Miami Heat, the Cavaliers, yeah. the yeah. Celtics. You look at your Bucks. Uh, you look at a lot of these teams. There's a lot of length, and there's a lot of guys that can switch switch, switch on yep. the perimeter, that's right? that's true, yeah. You know, so I think that when you look at Trey Young, initially – He's able to kind of catch you off guard. He's kind of quick. He's crafty. He's that kind of stuff. He lets off these these shots. I get it. Analytics says that three-pointers are more points than two-pointers. Absolutely. But jacking 35-footers and stuff like that, and you're going to shoot a much lower percentage. And, you know, guys are going to challenge those shots because they know you can make them. So now they're going to be playing up on you a little bit. I just think the the bag is out on him. And I, I just... I don't think that he's going to have as much success. He'll still have those brilliant kind of games here and there. Sure. I don't think he's that franchise-type player, Chris, that uh, you know the Hawks can actually build around. And I, I think I this season is going to be kind of that season okay. that you're going to start to see that. Okay. I, my, dude, I think, yeah, I think you're fair with that 100%, you know, right on the money there. So... Yeah, good stuff there, yeah. Mikey. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, at, going going through, dude. I mean, you got the Raptors. They came out with the victory. Uh, you know, this mm-hmm. looks like a team that's going to be, you know, potentially exciting. It'll be interesting to see what they do with regards to the trade deadline, and you know what they do with some of their pieces that are pretty well coveted across <coughs> the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do. The Brooklyn Nets, same kind of thing. Uh, you know, this was kind of an up-and-coming team last year, despite the fact that, you know, people were like, ah, they got, you know, nobody. I mean, Bridges, yeah, yeah. you know, they got the pieces from, you know, uh, Cam Thomas. You know, they, they've got some of these guys. But 
I, I think they're going to be in the playoff mix. The Cavaliers, same kind of thing. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell's kind of a question mark there in Cleveland. I don't know yeah, if he's going to uh, stick around. <clears throat> That's kind of um, what I'm hearing as well. Yeah. You know? yeah. So Evan Mobley, is he going to take another step towards becoming he, right, a, you know, a consistent right. player, being a young guy? Um, but an, another team that I think is well coached, another team I that agree. I think is going to be right there in the conversation in, like, in the Eastern yeah, Conference. Uh, you know. Everybody else, though, I, I you know the Magic, Hornets, the Pacers, uh, you know the Pistons are gonna—they're just the Pistons. Um, right. I, I'm just not entirely sold on some of those teams. The Magic have the opportunity or the chance to play for the play-in tournament, um, but you know, I, same kind of thing. What kind of growth are you gonna see from Paolo? Like, what kind of from some of the young guys? Where what Jalen Suggs? Where what growth are you gonna see from those players? Great point, Cole Anthony. Um, you know, Franz Wagner, um, you know, I, same kind of thing. What, what are you going to see from them? You know, are they going to be a competitive team that's just going to fall short because they don't have the closers or maybe the talent to kind of close out the last two minutes of a game, Yeah, you know, in a close game? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Uh, yep. But, you know, other than that, that's, that's the Eastern, Eastern Conference is pretty top heavy and then just a lot of middling teams. So there's going to be a lot of jostling for position. There's going to be... You know, once some of these teams start to realize that they are falling out of the play-in tournament and there's not a whole lot left in them, all of Chicago, maybe the Hornets, sure. I wouldn't be surprised that there's going to be a fire sale and, you know, guys are going to be unloaded left and right. Yeah. Veterans yeah. are going to be unloaded to go on to contending teams and, and you know, be waived or, or traded sure. or whatever uh, to, to stockpile pieces. Um, I Yeah, I the Eastern Conference is weak sauce. I agree. Um, you know, Mikey, I've got just like you. I think everybody, right? It's going to be the Bucks and the Celtics, the two teams at the top. Yeah. You know, I do think Milwaukee will come out. You know, probably is you know the best record. I I there's only two teams that I projected out a win loss total, okay. and it was our two teams. Okay. So you know, it's one thing to do like a 16, 17 game NFL schedule, but eighty two <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. NBA. You know, I was like, you know what? Let's let's see. I just kind of went through the schedules and whatever. So. I I projected the Bucks to go fifty seven and twenty five. Okay, that's a fair projection. Okay, uh, and I that which in in my opinion would have them number one in the East by a couple games over Boston. So I think it's those two. Um, and then after that, I I think it's the Cavs and the Knicks are the other two teams I have in the mix to get in the top four. Okay, you know the Cavs again. I I'm not because of Donovan Mitchell and stuff. I think the Knicks are are a legitimate top four team. They're not at the echelon, obviously, of the Celtics and and the Bucks, but I do believe they're going to be a top four team because, to your point as well, I've got the Sixers sliding back. Okay. I, I do think they'll be a playoff team again, but we, again, we'll have to see how things go. Now, if you trade and beat and everything, who knows? But they they seem more like a five or a six seed now to me, and not a top four seed anymore, like they have been the last you know four years or what have yeah, yeah. you. Um, the Raptors are a team I kind of have in the middle of the mix as well. Okay. Um, like you mentioned, the Nets, you know, another team I kind of have in that middling mix that's could maybe get a six or seven seed again or, or you know, might be a part of the play-in tournament. And that's right where I have Miami. But to your point, yeah. there's still the wild card to keep an eye on because they came out of the play-in tournament last year, right. snagged the eight, and then obviously took out, took out my bucks. So I think the Heat are going to end up pretty much in the same spot okay. um, as far as that goes. Maybe they're a couple of games better and they sneak into that sixth spot and avoid the play-in. Uh, but I, I have them right in that mix as well. And then it's kind of like, 
all right, maybe the Hawks or Pacers rounding out the play-in tournament, to your point. Um, the Magic are the one team that I haven't – I'm going to keep my eye on in the East as far as a young team that could, yeah. like, you know, crash the play-in tournament. I mm-hmm. don't think they're going to obviously be a top six, but I depending on how those young players, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, develop, they're, they're an intriguing team that I think – yeah, they could take that next step forward, crash the play-in tournament, and, uh, you know, who knows, maybe even get in the playoffs. But, yeah. you know, they, they'll have to stay healthy, and those guys are going to have to take a step forward. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely a, a team to keep an eye on. You know, the Sixers, I just think, are headed the wrong way with the, uh, you know, obviously with, with the Harden stuff, and we, we just kind of know what this team already is. And now it's like Embiid won his MVP last year, so... You know, don't no disrespect to the guy, but how motivated are we going to be to go out there and score thirty and fifteen every night? He got his MVP now, so yeah. like, is it going to be more like, all right, I, I you know, I'm going to take a night off again because we're playing Denver, you know, and right. you know, kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I feel like the Sixers are kind of poised to take that step back a little bit, and uh, yeah, it really seems like it's it's going to be you know Boston, Milwaukee, no doubt about it. You know, to your point. I think the Bucks are going to be, uh, you know, difficult to guard now. Yeah, um, you yeah. know, now now that Giannis has somebody that can run that pick and roll game, Boonholzer was never really good at utilizing that anyway. Yeah. We never were really able to get the right pairing. You know, Bledsoe wasn't a great pick and roll player. It didn't really work. We shipped him off. Uh, you know, Drew was great for us. Still wasn't the best pick and roll player, though. It's not really his strength as well. So we haven't really had a good you know, kind of pick and pop guy. Middleton can do that a little bit, but yeah. he's just more of your your spot up knockdown jump shooter. You know, right. that's what's great about Middleton. So it's exciting to have that aspect. And then, you know, I, I would like to personally thank all the <laughs> NBA GMs yeah. out there and executives because um, they did this little poll about the best defensive players in the league and Brooke Lopez didn't get a single point. So he's... He's got a little chip on his shoulder. I already saw that, um, you know, a comment, uh, you know, was along the lines of, I think you're forgetting somebody, the guy that, you know, was first team all NBA defense and finished yeah. second in the defensive player of the year voting. Not even one point, Mikey. Not, yeah, not in the crazy. top seven or eight. Not even a point. Not that's an honorable crazy. mention. So thank you for, you know, having Brooke fired up and a chip on his shoulder. You know, his brother's hitting half-court shots at practice the other day, getting the fans fired up. So, um, there's some good stuff. We signed yeah. another of Giannis's brothers in the offseason. Yeah. Of course, Giannis signed the extension, the three-year, 186 million. Yeah. And, you know, Brian Windhorse, you can go take a poop. You know, I don't know. He was saying it was a questionable decision to sign that. Like, what? I, why? You know, I, I you you asked the organization to show a commitment to winning. You trade for Dame Lillard, make the biggest trade in the in the you know the franchise's history. You brought in another one of his brothers. From what I understand, Giannis is going to get a, 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 an opportunity to play more this year, which yeah. I'm welcome to. I like his energy. I think he could be kind of a, a plug-and-play, high-energy guy. I, I'd like to see him get some more minutes. So the the, the franchise honored those requests. Yeah. And so he is a man of his word and signed the deal. Plus, nobody else can offer him $60 million a year with right. how everything shakes out. Well, and conveniently enough, too, that deal happens to coincide with Dave Millard's deal. Exactly. So now, so now that you've got those there. two guys locked up. 
four years. That yeah. minimum, they're going to be there. Let's see what they can do. Yep. Um, so Brian Windhorse, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but yeah. you know, I just looking for a, a soundbite or something. I don't yeah. know. I know Stephen yeah. A. Smith, you know, had a good response to to him. Didn't yeah. really agree with that. Yeah. But anyway, um, not a big Brian Windhorse fan. Yeah, me neither. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the East, uh, Mikey, I think it's probably going to be the Bucks and the Celtics. Yeah. Man. It seems to look that way. So yeah, I, I could agree with that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Totally. All right. Yeah, man. Well, so. I mean, there you go, guys. There is the Eastern Conference uh, preview. Um, you know, if we didn't talk about your team, uh, it's probably because they suck. Uh, yeah, you know, Charlotte, the Pacers. I mean, they got, you know, Brooke Carlisle got signed to an extension. You know, I mean, they're in rebuild mode. Uh, Halliburton's a fantastic young player. Uh, yeah. Methune's a fantastic young player. They've got young talent there, and they might compete for a play-in tournament spot. Um, I agree, but yeah. uh, you know they 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 gotta you know they gotta win some games. Yeah. And you know if they're playing the Eastern Conference the entire season, then maybe they'd have that opportunity. <laughs> but you know, unfortunately, they have to go out west and play some Western Conference teams. So we'll see. Uh, you know, the Hornets, same kind of thing. Uh, you know, Mellow Ball, fantastic talent. You know, when he's healthy and whatnot, you know, he's arguably probably a top 10 point guard in the NBA, top 15. Yeah, I would um, agree. You know, sure. he's he's yeah. definitely good on the offensive side of the ball. Way too many question marks with regards to defense on this team. Yeah. Um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, you yeah. know, I'm going to go out there and say that Terry Rozier will not be with the team by the end of the season. Okay. Same thing with Gordon Hayward. Okay. Um, those two I, guys are going to get jettisoned. They're going to be traded um, uh, for, for younger talent and or draft picks because um, that's just Gordon Hayward. Ever since he left Utah, and even when he was in Utah, has been injury prone. He's been a super talented player, uh, you know. Yeah, but uh, just his injury bug has more, just yeah. hit him hard. Yeah, uh, you know, and and he needs to go to a team where he's the fourth or fifth. fifth best player on the team and not expected to do a whole hell of a lot. I would agree with uh, that. Yeah. You know, Terry Rozier, good talent, same kind of thing. They're going to hit the reset button there in Charlotte. Anyway, so that rounds out the Eastern Conference. So what we're going to do, guys, we're going to take a, a segment break. When we come back, we're going to break down the gauntlet, the beast that is going to be the Western Conference yeah. this year. Uh, so stick around for that, and we'll see you on the flip. Welcome back, everybody. NBA Preview Edition, Balls and Beards Podcast, Season 3, Episode 15, the NBA Preview Extravaganza. Sports guy Chris here, of course, with my good friend Mikey. We we started out, we went through the Eastern Conference, gave you our thoughts oh, yeah. there, gave you, gave you the rundown, everything you need to know about the East. Now it's time to switch to, as Mikey said before the break, that behemoth of what is going to be the West from top to bottom. Even the crappy teams got better, a la, you know, the Blazers picking up a haul with some trades and everything, you know, the Rockets, we talked about them in our free agent, you know, edition earlier in the year, you know, they made some improvements. So even the teams that were at the bottom might be poised to kind of make a step up a little bit. I mean, I've got, looking at my, uh, you know, top 10 right now in the West, I've got a team that's been in the playoffs the last couple of years. I don't even have them in the mix. I'm not oh. sure how it's going to work out, but... Let's dive into it, Mikey. We've yeah, got the rest. Let's do it. You know, um, 
Let's start right here because it's all I'm going to talk about, the San Antonio Spurs, who are not ready to do anything this year. But, okay. yes, Victor Weminyama had yep. his debut. Yep. And, yes, he produced the same exact stat line as Tim Duncan's yes, debut. Exactly. 15 points, yep. 2 assists on 6 of 9 shooting from the field. You know, we knew Wemby was probably going to be pretty good. He's going to be pretty good. It's going to take him a couple years to, you know, kind of – Continue to put some beef on that, you know, frame frame of his and to get get used to the NBA play. No disrespect to Europe, no disrespect to France. You're playing the best players in the world now. And these guys are big and they're strong and they've been doing it for years. So I I always wanted to say, I want to see him go against Anthony Davis. I want to see him go against Luca. Yeah. I want to see him go against Joker. You know, Joker. Yeah. You know, um exactly, Mikey. All of these kind of guys. Uh, so, you know, but anyway, good start for Wemby, you know, the, the, it'll be a fun to watch. Of course, a good storyline as the season goes on, but I don't think the Spurs are anywhere close to being kind of like a legitimate contender yet. So we go in and we dive in. Of course, the Nuggets are going to be right at the top again, the defending champions and, and rightfully so. Um, and then, you know, I think, you know, Mikey's Lakers, of course, with the moves that they have made. Uh, this offseason and everything, you know, it was it was a rough start in Denver the other night, but great opportunity to bounce back tonight at home against Phoenix. Of course, speaking of Phoenix, the Suns are going going to have to be in the mix, right, with that talented group there of Durant and Booker and and everything. So, you know, no surprises surprises there. But going through, you know, and Mikey, I yeah. said, you know, over on the eastern side, I I gave the Bucks a 57 and 25 projection. The Lakers yeah. was the other team I I went through and did the record. I projected the Lakers out to go 52 and 30 as their win loss record, and I believe that's going to be good enough, definitely, to get them um, in the top three. You know, no doubt in in the West. So. I've got the Lakers slated in the number three spot right now, the Nuggets number one, and I believe the Grizzlies um, are going to have a heck of the heck of a year. I've got them as number two. Really, really like what they did in the offseason. Of course, you know, we talked about that earlier on our, our free agent additions uh, as well, but really like the moves, feel that team matured more. Um, you know, adding in, you know, Derrick Rose to come in, the trade for Marcus Smart, providing them with some great perimeter defense, and now some guys that can actually, you know, uh, back up the talk. You know, they shipped out Dylan Brooks. So, you know, with those improvements, I think the Grizzlies are a more mature team, and I think they're poised to get rid of some of this peripheral garbage that's kind of been holding them down from their full potential the last couple years. So I'm very high on the Grizzlies. I think this is a a great opportunity for them, and I think it's going to be a great year. So I've got the Nuggets one, the Grizzlies two, the Lakers three. The Lakers going 52-30 and is my projected win total. Um, Yeah, you know, I, I, I think they're going to be a good team. Phoenix then I've got in the number four spot. Okay. Um, you know, I, I hands down, they've got great talent. We know Phoenix is going to be a pretty good team, especially with that big three. To your point, Bradley Beal already being out the first couple games, though. That's why I didn't... Them bringing him in didn't move the needle as far as my thoughts as where Phoenix should be and why I, I, I have them more as like five or six on power rankings, maybe okay. even a little lower than that. There's a lot of folks out there that really have Phoenix as a top three or four team, but... I'm not quite there yet. Um, 
And then the Warriors, I've got as the number five spot. I mean, it's hard to discount all of that experience on that team, of course. Uh, you know, Steph Curry and the crew, they added another experienced player with Chris Paul, traded Jordan Poole, kind of get rid of some of that stuff that maybe plagued them a little bit. You know, the, the preseason drama last year that went into the regular season with him and Draymond. Now he's gone. He's off with the Wizards to do his thing. Like the Warriors um, to kind of be right there in the middle as far as like a four or five, probably in the five spot. And then at number six, um, you know, I do believe Dallas is going to get back into the playoffs. They're too talented. Now they're going to have a full season of, of Luka and Kyrie together. Uh, I think Dallas is is one of the teams that's going to definitely kind of come back after, yeah. you know, last year. So I've got the Mavs in that sixth spot right behind the Warriors. And then, you know, and after that, then, then I've kind of got the Kings and Clippers, okay. right? You know, okay. I think the Kings, they're a great team. Um, you know, not going to catch teams by surprise this year. Right, Everybody right. knows now. Uh, you know, so it's hard to envision in this stacked West them being a top three or four team like they were last year. So I've got them sliding back a little bit. I think they're still a definite playoff team with that young talent. Okay. You got to love Mike Brown and his experience. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there'll be a little bit of ups and downs as teams, again, are, are going to be ready to play them this year. But they're still going to be a playoff team. So yeah. I got them around seven or eight. That's where I have the Clippers as well. Um, you know, the Clippers, for all that talent, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they maneuver through the league crackdown on load management and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, now there's some data coming out there and some other studies that have been done that are basically suggesting load management doesn't do anything yeah. to as far as, you know, decrease your chances of being injured. Um, shout out to Charles Barkley. I'm yeah. sure he's a big listener yeah. of, uh, of our yeah. podcast, you know, but yeah. Chuck... Way to throw it out there the other night in the interview. You know, yeah. hey, if you're making 30, 40, 50 million, you need to play. Yep. That's it, period. Yep. And I couldn't agree more. Right. You're getting paid more than enough body, uh, body money. more than enough money, um, you know, to be able to take care of your bodies, yeah. you know, which yeah. they are. I mean, yeah. these guys are in chambers, like Chuck yeah. said, and everything. You're playing basketball three or four days a week. Just yeah. go play. Right. It's, I mean, come on. Well, and yeah, I mean, and, and I'll just interject in that and then just say, like, you know, look, if you're if you're trying to save your body, right, then your team needs to play better, and they need yeah. to either go out there yeah. and either kick some ass and mm-hmm. beat the t- other team by twenty points in the fourth yep. quarter where you can sit, yeah, or get beat by twenty points and then you still yeah. sit, yeah. So good I, point. I mean, if if you know you, and it's it's interesting. It's such an interesting uh, uh, point because. You know, these guys talk about all they want to do is win, but then, you know, when they're capable of playing, but because the schedule has allowed them to say, okay, well, you can take this day off. This is a scheduled day off, but then you go out there and say, I'm all about winning. Yeah. Then where's your competitive spirit to at least play like it is the preseason, play the first quarter, play the, you know, play the first and third quarters or, or do something like manage your minutes. You know, they're going to manage like LeBron's minutes type of thing this season, which we'll get to later. Like, sure. You know, then you play the first four or five minutes of the first, the first four or five minutes of the, or the last four or five minutes of the second. I mean, you, there's other ways to load manage without actually sitting out an entire game. And with the ticket prices, the way that they are for people, like the last thing you want to do, if LeBron's only, coming to Cleveland one time and Cleveland and he's that's a game he sits out let's say which I don't yeah. think would ever happen right, but right. like 
Come on. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you yeah. don't want to see him in street clothes sitting on the bench. No, like, of course that's ridiculous. Not. Yeah. No. So that's my that's my only point. I do. I don't sit there and claim you care about winning and then sit out a game when I you're agree perfectly 100%. capable of playing. I agree. Like Charles said, yeah. if you're not yeah. injured, you have no excuse not to play. A hundred percent. You know, look at what the NFL does. If you if you even fuba your injury report, like the Falcons are getting investigated yeah. because yeah. Bajan Robinson all of a sudden didn't play, you yeah. know, and, and was supposedly sick. Well, when did you know that? He that's why we do an injury report. Right. They understand that. Um, same thing, you know, yep. the, to your point, with all the money that's spent on tickets and everything. Uh, you know these salary these guys salaries keep going up. So do the tickets. So does everything else. The merchandise. Yep. You know your soda is going to be thirty five dollars in another yep. year or two. Yep. That's just how it is. So yeah, well, these guys I mean, in Milwaukee, play. especially, you got to pay for Damon and and Giannis. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Good thing with all the breweries, the beer is still going to be reasonably priced. Yeah, so, it's you know, probably going to yep. be cheaper than water. It'll yeah. be cheaper than water and soda, yep. no doubt about it. Yep. Um, you know for sure. So cheese curds and uh, you know they'll be the the premium, the specialty <laughs> there. But uh, yeah. Dude, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, Clippers middling around, playing tournament, just, you know, it's just a lot of blah from them. It would be great, I guess, at some point if they actually, to your point, showed that they wanted to win and everybody showed up when it came to the playoffs and they were healthy yeah. and ready to play and we could actually see what this team's potential is. But right now, their only potential to me is that they're going to massively disappoint, So, which I have them at the eighth spot, which probably would be disappointing for most Clipper fans, I would assume, going into the year. But let's be honest. You think they're going to be better than the Mavs, Warriors, Suns, or Lakers? I don't. Yeah. No. No way in hell. So there you go. That's what I think of the Clippers. Um, I do like the fact that they're staying away from James Harden because if you bring him in – you know, yeah. I mean, we've we've seen what happens when when James Harden goes to contenders. Right. They they disappoint even more. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, they're no uh, longer contenders. That's so. it. You know, and then the Thunder and the Pelicans kind of rounding out that group of possibly okay. being in. So who's the team I left out? The Timberwolves, right? Yeah, They've been yeah. in there the last couple of years. I just realized that looking at this right before we were about to record this segment, but you know, I like Anthony Edwards. Uh-huh. Um. I don't like the direction they went last year okay. after the really good year two two years ago. So, you know what? I, I would love the T-Wolves to be a good team and be a top four team and, and okay. make a step forward. I just don't see it the way they're currently constructed. You know, Rudy Gobert, that didn't really work out. I mean, is is uh, I like, again, I like Carl Anthony Towns. I like some of the talent there, but... I don't know. It's like, is this team really going to take a step forward? When okay. I look at the West and I see the Mavs, I think, are poised to take a step forward. Like I said, the Grizzlies, I think, are going to come back up and be a top three or four team again. Um, you know, I, I do think the Clippers are, might still be better than the T-Wolves. So okay. maybe that's my little bit of a surprise in the West um, okay. as far as that goes. Uh, but a couple of my my teams to keep an eye on are the Blazers and Rockets. You know, I, I we talked about it, the free agency. We like what the Rockets did. Yeah. I think the Rockets could be an intriguing team. I okay. think there's going to be nights where they surprise and they win some games that they, okay. quote, won't, you know, weren't supposed to win type of thing. Okay. Will it be enough to crash, crash the play in? I don't know. I, I think a lot of that's going to be, are the Thunder going to be as good as last year and take a step forward? And what the hell are the Pelicans going to be? Are they going to okay. be the team from two years ago that threatened to take out, you know, the the one seed like they did in the playoffs? Or 
is Zion Williamson going to play three games and then be done for seven months and then maybe play again at the, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not necessarily sold on them either. Okay. So All right. Maybe, you know, maybe the Blazers, maybe, okay. uh, you know, uh, or like I said, um, the, uh, uh, the Rockets are a team that sneaks in and, and, and crashes that play-in tournament. Okay. But that's what I like. I, I think when you start looking ahead to playoffs and finals and things like that, it's still, to me, Nuggets, Lakers, Grizzlies in that okay. order. I know I picked the Grizzlies to finish second in the standings, but as far as contenders to get back to the finals, okay. Nuggets, Lakers, Grizzlies. And then after that, I would have kind of the Suns, Warriors, and Mavs together in the next group. Okay. Outside of that, I don't think any other team has a legitimate chance in the West to get there. But you're talking six teams, okay. you know, to choose from. Um, so, you know, I, that's what I'm seeing in the West. Um, as far as, you know, I I, I think Luca and, and he showed it with, with the Mavs there and their victory over the Spurs the other night. He started off the season with a triple-double as well. So, you know, Luca's right back to doing Luca things and looking pretty good. So um, I've, I've got him, you know, in the MVP mix, which we'll get to more of that kind of stuff next year. But next any, week? Or, yeah, next week. Yeah, next year, next yeah, week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, next week for sure. Okay. But, um, you know, so that's kind of how I see the West okay. shaking out, my friend. So All right. Yeah. Well, um, I, I like I like you had some really good stuff there. Uh, oh, really, thanks. really good thanks, stuff. Dude, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, I um, politely uh, uh, disagree with some of them. Okay, uh, all right. You know, um, look, the Nuggets opening day got the rings. Whatever, uh, Lakers were competitive against them in Denver on on ring night on banner night. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Anthony Davis had a disappearing act in the second half. He got uh, absolutely ripped for it. His uh, controller battery died at halftime. Yep, and yeah, he never plugged happened. it back and in. It was just yeah. not. It was not a good look. You know, Joker went out there had a triple double. Yeah, um, they didn't look like they missed Jeff Green or Bruce Brown really at all. Um, you know, and and you know the the so yeah, but the Lakers were competitive. I mean, the game wasn't like it was twelve point game. I think is what the final score was or the difference. Uh, Lakers are going to be there. Not a problem. The Nuggets, I mean, until proven otherwise, I mean, Joker, if he's still putting yeah. up triple doubles, yeah. you know, I mean, they're, yeah. they're going to be fantastic. Uh, they're still yeah. going to be really good. Uh, you know, I like my Lakers there to compete with the Nuggets for the top team in the Western Conference. I think that, you know, despite that first hiccup, I mean, you look at their roster moves and they had arguably outside of the Milwaukee Bucks coming in hot at the end of the offseason, you know, right before training camp getting Dame Lillard. You know, I think the Lakers arguably had the best um, offseason. Hands of down, team. yeah. I had them rated number one, you know, I, yeah. and which is why I have they, them yeah. number three, I think, in power range. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, I mean, they, they brought back the core. They they brought back uh, Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell and Vanderbilt. And they, yeah. They got Torian Prince, who right out the gate had a great uh, put game, up 20 dude. points. Yeah, yeah sh- shot the ball really well great from game. deep. Uh, you know, looked like yeah. he's every bit the effective type of player that the Lakers needed. Um, you know, so I, I like the Lakers at, at number two in the Western Conference. I, I think that, you know, 
Anthony Davis, LeBron James, they've got to keep stay healthy. I think, you know, with the roster moves that the Lakers did, provided that they show some growth and continuity, and I think that it's there, uh, you know, that shouldn't be an issue. I mean, you know, to what we were just saying with regards to load management. I mean, if you're out there and you can blow teams out and, and get a yeah. significant lead to where you don't have to reinsert your star players and you can sit them for the last yeah. five, six yeah. minutes of the fourth quarter and still win the game – then that's your load management right yeah, there. Totally. No, no need to do anything else. Um, you know, I, I the Phoenix Suns. You know, they they picked up the first win uh, of their of their season. Uh, you know, and uh, it was against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and you know, it, good for them. Um, you know, I, Frank Vogel is going to do Frank Vogel stuff there with that squad. I have far too many questions with regards to their defense and whether or not they're going to be able to to out-defend uh, yeah. teams when it matters most. Um, that's one of the biggest questions because, you know, Joseph Nurkic, as good as he is and as good as he was with Portland, you know, at least DeAndre Ayton had a little bit of defensive sensibilities about yeah. him, blocking shots, Bucky. things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. Um, Nurkic isn't quite that same type of player. Um, I have questions about this team's ability to rebound. They don't have a true point guard. Uh, you know, it looks like it's going to be a Bradley, Bradley Beal, you know, Devin Booker type situation with regards to point. Yeah, Whether or not that's going to maintain yeah, success. That's a good point. Um, you know, like we kind of touched on, you know, Bradley Beal, uh, you know, um, makes a lot of money. The Suns gave up a lot to get him to form this big three. And he's a player that does not play uh, uh, you know, more than like 75% of the season. So, yeah. uh, you Those know, are he, all misses, great he misses quite a bit of time. Devin, uh, 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 Kevin Durant has also missed some significant time. Um, yes. so, yeah. And you look at it, the Suns and the Lakers play tonight. Already, they've already announced that Devin Booker is sitting out and Bradley Beal is missing the game as well. So yeah. Kevin Durant is the only player, uh, which means other guys are going to have to step up. Uh, you know, I look for a big time rebound game for the Lakers. Um, yeah, I like particularly Lakers Anthony too. Davis. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I like their chances there. It'll Same. be fun to see. This is the first time in quite some time that Durant and LeBron are going up against each other. Yeah, healthy. it's going to be nice. Yeah, so be fun I agree. To see. I agree. But so let me ask you real yes, quick. Absolutely. Are the Suns a top four team in the West? <sighs> yes. Okay. I, 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 the short answer is yes because of on paper they are. I, right, I need yeah, to see yeah. on paper they are 100%. But yeah. the, the thing is is that again kind of like they're kind of like the Boston Celtics of the Western Conference. They have on paper they have a talented team. They've got a lot of star power. They got yep. a lot of things. But all of a sudden people seem to forget again. People forget Kevin Durant's injury history. When he yeah. was with Brooklyn, the dude just was not healthy. No, the, the last couple of years, uh, yeah. You I know, mean, he, uh, Bradley when Beal. When he first went to Phoenix, he hurt his ankle in yep. a warm-up and had to miss the first week or two. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, Bradley Beal, again, like I just touched on, same yeah, kind of points. thing. In Phoenix, he okay. comes out, he, he has good stretches of games, he puts up 30-some-odd points, and it's like every, everybody's reminded of how good of a player Bradley Beal is. And so, then he gets hurt, and he's down yeah. for 10, 15, 20 games. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's no longer effective. There a top so, four team, but it's kind of borderline, oh, right? Absolutely. I feel the same yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I think that the Memphis Grizzlies are an interesting. They're an, an interesting team. I mean, you know, you, you no longer have you know um, uh, a dumbass there. Dylan uh, Brooks. You know, yeah. Dylan yeah. Brooks. No, you no longer have, have, have Ding Dong. You yep. went and got yep. Marcus Smart. Great pickup. However, you are having to navigate these first now twenty four games because they played already and they lost. 
you're having to navigate these first 25 games uh, without John Morant, your your best player. That's also true. So you point. know, would, uh, what kind of hole does that put them in? Are yeah, they going to be able, now? Last point. year, yeah, they were really good without John Morant. The last couple seasons, they've been really good without John Morant. Yeah, uh, however, you know, yeah. uh, Stephen Adams had season ending ending knee surgery, uh, uh, so he's down for the count. Uh, you know, you have the reigning uh, defensive player of the year in Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, is he able to replicate that? Or was right. that in large part due to the fact of playing, you know, with a back line of a Steven Adams or a Clark yeah, and things of that nature? Yeah, that's it. That's I, I, I would say you know? that Jericho's got, uh, you know, um, his work cut out for him in coaching this team and navigating these first 25 games. And then on top of that, you've got to assume... Yeah. John Morant doesn't have training camp. He doesn't have these first games to get into game shape and do all those kinds of things. What is that looking? It's going to take some time for him to come back and for him to kind of get back into, the, you know, you're talking about more than half the season, you know, more than a quarter of the season is going to be played by the time Jaw comes point. back. Yeah, that's a good uh, point, Mikey. I don't know what that's going to look like for them. Uh you know, the Sacramento Kings, same, you know, uh, to your point, you know, this is a team that came out the gate, really punched people in the yeah. face. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike Brown, the coach of the year, uh, you know, what does that look like? The thing is, is that I, 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 I don't know if they're going to slide back. I, I think that they're going to find themselves in more dogfights than they care to have. Based okay. upon, but... I think they're still going to be in that mix as a top five team in the Western Conference. Okay, All they right. st- they didn't give up a whole lot. They brought back Malik Monks there. DeAndre I like Fox, the team. I do like their team. They yeah. did not. They still have the same pieces that they had last year. Um, they didn't really lose anybody of significance. So I like them. Mike Brown's going to continue to do Mike Brown things. They like playing for him. They've got a very exciting fan base. That arena once again is a tough place to play. Uh, going back to the yeah. early 2000s yeah. and, you know, the, the Jason Williams, Chris Webber, yeah, you know, the Gattleman, yeah. Sacramento Kings, yeah. the Cowbells, yeah, Vlade, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, Doug Christie, I, I like that team. Um, you know, the Dallas Mavericks, i not with you on them. I, I disagree with you on them. I think this Ooh. is a team that's going to be fighting for a play-in tournament Ooh. spot. No offense, Justin. All this right. team can't defend for crap. Well, and yeah, that was shown last point. night. They yeah, won the game last night, but this point. team gave up 68 points in the first half. Yeah, this team true. cannot defend. Your best two players the are Kyrie Irving and Luka, and yeah. you cannot defend. Yeah. You can't defend. Your two best players can't defend. Kyrie Irving is not a great defender, not on-the-ball defender. You, you, your point of attack, you, you can attack both of these guys. Uh, granted, you're not going to necessarily put Luka and Kyrie in, off, in, in foul trouble right out the gate. But you knock out one of them, and now all of a sudden your your opportunities, your potent your potency, and your offense isn't quite there. Um, you know the Spurs gave them all they had last night, and unfortunately, what it came down to, and it was some it was mentioned during the halftime uh, uh, on the broadcast, is that you know they don't have the the, the Spurs lack the closers that the Mavs have, right? So you have Luca. You've got Kyrie Irving. You've got two guys that when that game was going back and forth, and let's face it, it was going back and forth last night. It was, if, yeah. If, the, if yeah. the Spurs had a legitimate closer, then maybe this game goes in the Spurs' favor. But when you have guys like Kyrie, Luka had a step-back three that was just a dagger. Yeah, The Spurs just don't have that yet. They so don't. the Mavs no. do, which is going to win them some games. The problem is, again, where's your defense? 
There's no defense on that yeah, team. Yeah, that's a valid and point. You're going to win yeah. some games, yeah. absolutely. But when it comes yeah. down the stretch where you've got another team that's got closers, you got a team yeah. that can have, has defensive stoppers, can protect the paint, yeah. can switch on defense and really crowd things up and muck things up for Luka and for Kyrie, what do you do? Yeah, that's true. So I'm not, I'm not high on the Mavs to okay. be up there. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> the Warriors. Who knows what's going to happen with Clay Thompson? They were in talks allegedly. They've signed him to an extension, but now extension talks have been yeah. put on hold. Is that going to be somewhat of a distraction? Uh, you know, right out the gate, Draymond did not play for more for precautionary reasons than anything. Chris Paul got the start. Chris Paul struggled from the field. Didn't particularly play a great uh, debut game with this with the Warriors. You know, Steph was doing Steph things, that kind of thing. Um, you know. I think this is a team that's still incredibly well coached. Yeah. Kevon Looney's probably one of the most underrated big men in the game. Um, you know, they're going to be there. Draymond's going to be in and out in terms yeah. of injuries and things of that nature. Um, but kind of like the Miami Heat at this point, the Warriors, who've been a perennial favorite to come yeah. out of the West, yep. I think they're kind of like the Heat at this point, where they're a team that I think might actually be a little bit underrated and sneak up on people. Other teams have kind of surpassed yeah. them. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because they haven't lost anything. Yeah, right. Really? Right. I mean, that's you true. got rid of that's Jordan Poole, point. but yeah. you added Chris Paul. I'm still kind of curious to see how that experiment works out. Does I he agree. stay in the starting yep. lineup? Does he move yeah. to the bench? What does that right. look like? Right, right. But you still have arguably one of the best coaches in the NBA in Steve Kerr, one of the best players in the NBA in Steph Curry, and that's going to be a recipe for success more nights than not. I agree. Um, you know, the Clippers, you know, look, they, the, the NBA, like you said, they're cracking down on the load management. I think more than any other team in the NBA, this affects them most. <laughs> yes, the Clippers are saying all the Clipper things going into it about, you know, we want to play and this and that and whatever. And, you know, Paul George is saying all the Paul George stuff. And, you know, I mean, look, on paper, once again, they're arguably a top four team in the Western Conference. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that you have two really top tier type players and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and you're not really talking about them as much. The problem is, is that at this point in time, your your history has suggested that these guys are not going to play. They're going to get hurt. They're going to miss significant time in stretches. They're going to come back. They're going to play a few games. Everything's going to be right as rain. Everyone. They're going to show the NBA and fans what their potential can be. Can be. And then immediately, once they start showing that potential, they're going to get hurt. Something's going to happen, and then it's right back to being Clippers. Yeah, that uh, um, sounds about right. You know, I I think. You know, you, you mentioned it. You know, I think they were wise to take a step back from the James Harden trade talks. Um, I think that has more to do with them not being able to find a trade partner to acquire more draft capital to make okay. a play for James Harden more than anything. Um, you know, look, they won their first, their opening game. They won in, you know, both Kawhi and Leonard put up good numbers. They both put up 26, 27 points, I think, yeah. something be, you know, between the two of them. Russ showed off some great flashes Correct. of athleticism. You Correct, know, which he's going to do. In, he, which he's, we know right. that already, he's, he's right? He's going to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, Zubots had a, he had a good game. I think he had a double-double. You know, I mean, that's the thing. This Clipper team is going to do that, and then, to, you know, their next game, they might actually throw up a dud. Yeah, um, that's true. I yep. think the Clippers, while a winning team in the Western Conference, a play-in tournament team, possibly a top six team in the in the Western Conference, they're kind of like the Bulls in a sense that the 
ownership and, and coaching, they're going to have a decision to make. Because yeah, you're right. I agree. I don't know I if you can continue on after the season, depending on how it works out for them. I don't know if you're going to be able to continue with the experiment that is Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Then, you know, what decision do you make? Who do you keep? Who, who do you try to look to unload? Do you kind of fill out there and say, okay, well, what if we do Paul George? Okay, well, what if we give you Kawhi? Kind of gauge the market for who's going to bring you back more. Not necessarily trading one of those two guys for James Harden. I'm not saying that by yeah, any stretch. Yeah. But what do you do? Because I, I, I don't know if you can continue season in and season out playing, bringing back the same group of guys and hoping that this is the year that they stay healthy for – 70 games and they, you know, give you a record, uh, you know, um, I, yeah, I, I just, I just don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sold on that. I hear you, man. I mean, that's why I've got them kind of right in the middle of the play in tournament. Yeah. It's really hard for me to put them any higher than seven or eight. I just don't see it. Maybe, um, if it all comes together and like you said, health and, you know, everything just actually clicks the way that they had hoped it would the last few years here. Sure. I mean, you know, I, I the team plays up to their potential and, and all of that. Yeah, I mean, maybe they could be a top four or five team, but I'm with you. I just, I, they seem more playing tournament to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look, they, they could be like the Miami Heat of sorts, right? Where they get to the playing tournament, they shock you, they get that seventh yeah, grade. Yeah, and they're healthy, and then, they, and then they're ready. And they yeah, kind of they ride that momentum, momentum going. You know, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's amazing what two wins can do. Right. Again, you know, that, that gets you in the playoffs to kind of get that momentum going. Right, so. exactly. All right. So I, I I do think that, you know, there there is that in play, um, you know, for the Clippers. But, you know, and it's, it's actually kind of nice to not see Clipper fans, like, clamoring for, you know, that this is, they're, they're a contender. Like, they, yeah. that, that talk seems to have quieted yeah, just that's, a smidge, that's just quieted down. down a little yeah, bit. you're right. Which is good to see. And, and, look, that's what you want. I mean, you don't, having that expectation, as a Laker fan, you know, you have that kind of expectation, right? Of yeah. Like, we need to compete for championships and all that other kind of shit. And, you know, that's great. But when you've never won, it's really hard to kind of come in, again, year in and year out and have that expectation and then never kind of see that to fruition yeah. and or even come close to it. And look, quiet those expectations and now maybe you can be a Sacramento Kings. Maybe you can be a Memphis Grizzlies or an OKC Thunder where you kind of sneak up on people and, you know, you do some stuff. I mean, let's play a 20-30 game stretch here where yeah. you guys are healthy, yeah. where Zubats and and yep. Leonard and, Paul, and, and, excuse me, Paul George – are all you know healthy and and they're they're playing well? Like let's let's see that happen, uh, and then and then we'll go from there. I agree. Um, you know the Pelicans, an interesting team. They're going to go as far as as Zion takes them. Yeah. Um, you know he's another guy that I think you know. That, so they'll be really good for twelve games this right. year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, um, you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, again, CJ McCollum, you you've got talent there. Um, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, you, you, you do obviously CJ Her, Herbert Jones played well last year. Um, Brandon Ingram, I mean, again, kind of to a large degree, you know, kind of an underrated player. Um, you know, you, you've got some talent on that team. You absolutely do. Um, you know, but again, I don't know how far this team goes without Zion. 
Um, he is absolutely a difference maker. Uh, he is a guy that you just really can't game plan for. Yeah. In large part because the dude just hasn't played. Right, um, right. You know, and so it's really yeah, hard to see yeah, what this exactly. dude can do. But, you know, he's now, what, third year in the league, whatever yeah. it is. I yeah, mean, again, year. same kind of yeah. thing with like a Trey Young. Yeah. At some point in time, he's relying on his, his athleticism and things of that nature, but he's got to put up consistency and yeah. he's got to, you got to see some facets of his game that shows ownership, that shows, totally. you know, that, hey, look, this is a guy we can continue to build around and, and have hope for. I don't know. If this season, if he continues his trend of the last couple of years, I wouldn't be surprised if this is Greg Oden, you yeah. know, 2.0. Um, you know, a guy that's got a lot of things it's going for fair, him. But fair statement if he's there, not yes. able to produce, if he's not able to stay on the court, then you got to yeah. move on. Okay. Uh, Playing tournament worthy, absolutely, but that's based upon not so much Zion. That's based upon strictly Brandon Ingram and. C. I agree Nicola. with Ian. I agree a hundred percent. And do the coaching still and, feel and like Willie yes, a, a playing tournament team. Uh, I agree with you. You know, um, so yeah, um, you know, I Utah Jazz, John Collins, fresh start. They're not going to shock people like they did last year. They will be competitive. They will be a good team. Not going to surprise people. Minnesota Timberwolves. Taking a step back, Anthony Edwards is going to play well. He should be the face of that franchise. There's already kind of conversations going into this game, into the season, about whether or not Carl Anthony Towns is going to be with this team, if they can build around him. They're going to find out very soon in this season that the experiment that is Carl Anthony Towns and, and Rudy Gobert is not going to work. Um, and so Chris it didn't work that great last year. Nope. I just can't see it being that much better this year. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Chris Finch might be uh, like Billy Donovan, um, probably on the hot seat. Um, uh, yeah, very well I think could be so. relieved. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if they go into the All Star break or something like that, and they are under five hundred, not in the playing tournament yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I definitely could see Chris Finch being given the, the so, shown the door. So we're in agreement that the T Wolves are going to be kind of the team that's going that the, the opposite direction. Yeah, I exactly. Think um, okay. You know, I, I. I you know, Anthony Edwards really showed come, you know, in uh, during the FIBA, the World Cup, he's a, a top-tier talent. I mean, this he dude t- is I'm absolutely a great... Uh, big fan you know, of exactly. Anthony Edwards, yeah. Um, so, you know, but defensively, you know, yeah. where, where where is this guy right. going to be Right, yeah, that's contribute? a good point, right. Um, so, um, that's, I think that's going to be in play. Um I just think this is the team that's going to digress. They lost Torian and Prince. They lost some pieces. I think that are going to to affect them. Um, I so I just don't. Yep. I don't know uh, exactly what they're going to be able to do there. Sure. Uh, Mike Conley's still there. Obviously, you know they have some some decent talent. Um, but again, I, I just don't think they have enough of it. And okay. again, same kind of thing with like a Zion Williamson. Carl Anthony Towns is a guy that has historically not played. You know, for Lar, he's not played for stretches of the season where yeah. he's gotten hurt and he's down for 10, 12 games or, mm-hmm. you know, half mm-hmm. a dozen games or whatever. And, you know, when you look at a loaded Western Conference, you know, yeah, 500 probably gets you into the playing tournament. Hell, it might even get you a top, you know, uh, you know, a top six to 10 seeding. But, you know, at the end of the day, that is playing tournament and then, you know, whatever. But I just don't know. Um, you know, especially when you have good teams like a Utah Jazz that, that, you know, you look at marketing last year, you look at Jordan Clarkson last year, you look at what that team was able yeah, to do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and they record were, in the West for what, like the first month right, and a exactly, half of the season? Exactly. It was you know incredible. what I mean? So, yeah. So, I, I'm not counting them out. 
the the Blazers the Blazers finally hit the reset button. Uh, Scoot Henderson had a debut to forget, um, but I think he'll round out and form. I think um, so too. You yeah. know, I, I, I have right. faith in him. Yeah. I just don't have faith in them making the tournament, uh, the play in. They're going to be a lottery team. Yeah. Uh, a team that might shock, you know, some of the top tier teams might come out and bust out a win. I think right. this is a team that's going to struggle on the road, that's going to play well at home, but is probably going to lose far too many close games because they just lack the experience to, to win. Even if they have I a Malcolm Brogdon, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's a spot on assessment. You know, I mean, this is a, this is, I, we kind of talked about this before, Chris. We did. We all. DeAndre Ayton, Scoot Henderson, uh, uh, Afrini Simmons. This is a time for these guys to really kind of gel, to them to build that chemistry, build camaraderie. I think that's time. This is their time to do that. Uh, it's not time to think playing. It's time to like let's develop the young guys. Okay. And, yeah. And Chauncey Billups to get his reps as a head coach. That's what I think for them. Okay. Rockets. Not buying the Rockets, not at all. Ooh, um, I, I don't. Yes, the they made some. They made some moves to bring in some veterans. They, you know, Dylan Brooks got brought in. Guess what, Chris? They already played one game. They brought in a defensive-minded coach in Nidoka. They brought in a defensive-minded guy in Dylan Brooks. They brought in uh, Fred Van Vliet to help, you know, round it out they in the starting five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Offer a steady hand in terms of you know their point guard position and kind of. You know, provide some veteran leadership and whatnot. They played the Orlando Magic. Guess how much they lost by? Uh, yeah, that wasn't good. Thirty uh, points. Yeah, thirty point loss. Not, not thirty a good point start. loss that they yeah, that they they gave up start. Um, to a Magic team that we just uh, uh, talked yeah. about in our Eastern Conference, um, and you know, uh, a team that you know. Uh, Possibly doesn't have okay. quite the talent, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, um, fair um, enough. <laughs> Defensive-minded Dylan Brooks, he was a plus-minus. He was a minus 15 uh, for the game. Amen Thompson uh, had the biggest plus, largest uh, deficit at a negative 34. Uh, you know, not a great look. But when you look at that yeah. starting lineup, I mean, yeah. You know, you could say Dylan Brooks, he had 14 points, two assists, four boards, a steal, a couple turnovers, but he had yeah. four fouls. Jabari Smith fouled out, only seven points. I mean, he's supposed to be one of your, your top young guys. Jalen Green, same kind of thing, only 10 points. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, only 14 points. Not a good um, start. I yeah. don't, I think this is, the, I think it's going to be feast or famine for the Rockets, and that's okay, why I, I just see that. I'm not right. sure that this team is going to have what it takes uh, to get things done. Uh, you know, um, to make a leap to even compete in a play-in tournament. Now, okay, this is also a team. If you look at that box score, you got one, two, three, four, uh, four guys in double digits. You had Jabari with seven, although he did foul out, and then you had Amon Thompson with eight. So you did have two other guys that you could have had six guys in double figures. Okay, so I could see where the scoring perhaps kind of gets spread around a little bit more. The problem is, is that like okay. Who's your Who's your going to be your big guy that's going to lock things down in the paint? Um, you know, you got a lot of guys that can switch and stuff like yeah. that. It's going to be a work in progress. They've got a lot of, they've but again, a lot of question marks. Yeah, but for for all of the talk, Dylan Brooks already in the pre in the preseason and whatnot was already running his mouth and and doing what he does, and then you get smacked in the mouth, you know, punched in the face by the Orlando Magic by thirty points. Yeah, it's not not a good not a good look, not a good look um, at all. I agree, you know. 100%. So yeah. I, I do, yeah. you know, and and then I'm just I just for for you know shiggles here. Let's look at the box score for Orlando, and we'll we'll you know I'm curious to know, uh, you know, okay, yeah, uh, no one out 
played ridiculously well. Uh, Cole Anthony had 17. Uh, Fultz had 12 points. Mo Wagner Wagner had 13. So, the, the, but it was spread out. Yeah, totally you know, spread man, out. Oh, sorry, 19 yeah. points for Wagner. Okay. Uh, Ban- Banchero had 12, 20 points for Cole Anthony. Excuse me, I was looking at the plus minus. So yeah, I mean, but did, nobody went off. Nobody like, went no, off. No, I mean, it was just both, a balanced yeah, effort, exactly. and they but, slaughtered but again, the Rockets by thirty. There you go. Okay. Uh, it was one of those things. So I'm not sold on the Rockets. Could they compete okay. for a play-in spot? Possibly, but a lot of things have to go right, and a yeah. lot of things have to go wrong for other teams in order for them to be in that conversation. Okay, Excuse I can me. see that. Um, so yeah, so I beyond that, uh, you know, we touched on the Blaze, uh, the Thunder. The Thunder is another team uh, we could touch on real quickly. Or I can yeah. touch on. Uh, look, SGA, great talent, probably going to be in the MVP conversation. I think this is a team that's going to actually do good things this year, probably compete for a top six seeding in the Ooh, Western all Conference. All right, Mikey. I'm not quite um, there on the Thunder, you know, but I can see it. But okay? look, I mean, yeah. Chet Holmgren, I yeah. think, you know, he kind of had some flashes of what he could be. Um, and, you know, it's, okay. it's kind of crazy okay. because you have a tweener in him and a tweener in, in um, Wemba Yama. And, you know, they're both uber-talented yeah, guys. Yeah, they are. Once they, they are. put yeah. on some some weight are going to be pretty, pretty damn good players. I agree with you. But the Thunder, yeah. dude, they, they, they just, they've got good chemistry. they got camaraderie. They're well-coached. They're, That's they a good hustle. point, they Mikey. Play yeah, this, that could be the These aren't a bunch of individual take. team. Right. You know, not a lot of individual players. These are guys that, yes, you've got SGA that you can just give the ball to, and he can run away with it. I okay. mean, the Clippers have already come out and been like, yeah, we kind of regret giving up this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I. So let me ask, do you, yeah. do you, if there was one team in the West that, you know, could be this year's Kings, right? Mm-hmm. That comes out of nowhere and is a legit top four team all year long. The Kings from start to finish mm-hmm. were basically in that three spot all year last year, even while all the other spots were being on a nightly basis, right, you know, the, right. the standings were fluctuating. They were like entrenched there and they were a surprise. Nobody had the Kings doing anything right. going into the season. So yeah. not just a play in surprise, but big surprise to be in the top four. Would you peg the thunder? If there was one team in the West that could be this year's version of the Kings, would it be the thunder to you? A yeah. team that could surprise and jump into the top three or four? Yeah, I don't even know okay. if they'd be much of a surprise. I mean, you look okay. look, at, look at their roster. I mean, it's just it's kind of crazy when you look at their roster. With Chet healthy, such... that you know, I for, you forget yeah. he didn't play at all last right. year, and now with him healthy, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you look you look at the the size. There's so many guys that are around the same size. So. SGA is 6'6". Josh Giddy, another guy. Point forward. Yeah, really I like Giddy. Super talented yeah, guy. I like Giddy. He played All pretty right. well in the All World right. Cup. 6'8". Yeah, yeah. uh, Dort, a great Lugans, uh, Lou Dort. You know, good defensive, stalwart, stocky kind of player. Kind of reminds me of Desmond Bain. Maybe a little bit more physical. 6'4". Right. Jalen yep. Williams, 6'9". Chet, 7'1". Jalen Williams, 6'5". Bertans, 6'10". Yeah, they got uh, some size. Li- uh, Lindy Waters sure. the third, 6'6". Jang, 6'9". Uh, they got a 7-footer out of uh, Greece that's, you know, 7-footer. Uh, Keontae Johnson, 6'4". Uh, Aaron Wiggins, 6'5". They got a lot of guys that are around the same size. They can they've switch got, on the perimeter. Yeah, they got yeah. a blo- right. shot blocker and a Chet Holmgren. Bertans can stretch and shoot the three. Holmgren can take you off the dribble. You know, if if Shy's not beating you off the dribble, Giddy can get into the paint and drive and dish. 
they got a lot of really good things there. I would put their head coach um, as a coach of the year candidate. Okay. Because uh, I do. I think this is probably the team that's going to be the Sacramento Kings this year. Okay. They were already good and competitive last season. They were. They were. Um, they end of the year playing tournament getting yeah. in they they were yeah. so i I, I, I do think that and i i don't think that while you could make the case that all oh, they, they you know they've already put people on notice i think people are going to at least to start the season kind of like the jazz last year people are going to underrate them a little yeah, bit yeah i think I, you're I think 100% that that's, correct that's going to be yeah. the case uh you know last but not least uh is the San Antonio Spurs so i watched the game last night uh mm-hmm. you know it was in Wemby's first game yep. um you know didn't particularly play great in the first half i think that was more of a feeling out type of a thing yeah. for him yeah um just a couple of threes right yeah, i mean for exactly. a long i think it was about 6 points i think it was for okay. the first but then yeah. he we kind of went off in the fourth quarter he actually you know they had a double digit lead the spurs did Mavs came back uh, then it was back and forth, but he had some big time buckets down the stretch that really kind of put the Spurs up by two or gave tied up the game. Uh, you could see where this guy and his professional career in Europe definitely comes in. He's not afraid of those moments. He wasn't passing. He wasn't passive. Um, he was aggressive. He took great the shots signs. that he had. Yeah, great um, early signs. You know, here. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, I really really like um, what he showed. Um, okay. You know. Derek Lively the third um, got the starting nod in the second half of the Dallas Mavericks, um, and he actually played really, really well. He I, defended well. I saw he looked like um, he had a good game last yeah, night. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I think that they might have something going there uh, to have a shot blocker and a rim runner and somebody that can help. Uh, you know, with some putbacks and lobs nice. and pick and roll type situations with Luca and with Kyrie. Yep. But the Spurs look, man. Uh, Sochan, uh, uh, Sohan, I'm um, played well. You know, they got some young talent on that Spurs team. And I think this is going to be a team, even though I think the Thunder are going to be the kings of this year, I think the Spurs could be that team this year that kind of surprised people. I mean, Pop is arguably the best coach in the NBA. Yeah. You know, uh, he's already talked about, you know, being rejuvenated. And he was kind of joking in that Steve Kerr type situation. That was funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. I saw that clip. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think the proof is there. that, Like, I mean, this guy, he's got, he's got another generational talent yeah and and you're gonna see that and i yeah. you know there was a couple mistakes that you know you saw last night there was one play that Wemby kind of threw it out of bounds the guy wasn't in the right spot tossed it out of bounds down the stretch in the fourth quarter and i think that's a, a, a thing a play years past when the spurs were arguably one of the better teams in the league you would have saw pop pull Tony Parker. Yeah. You would have pulled yeah. you know, somebody. Yeah. But I think this is going to be that growing spurt. He understands like when in order for them to be successful, Wemby has to be on the floor, and he's gonna he's gonna have to live with some. Yeah, of those he's gonna mistakes. have to grow through some of that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, they're not talented enough right. to to just pull a guy as right. soon as exactly. they make a mistake. Yeah. So you know, but I, I do think that this is a team. They were unselfish. They were competitive. Uh, they you know. They still gave up sixty four points to you know to the uh, Mavs in the first in the first half, but the Mavs are an offensive minded team, yeah, so I'm not surprised I, I, I by think that. The, the Mavs are going to be in a lot of high scoring right. games, yeah. But then again, the Mavs gave up sixty eight points, so Themselves, clearly yeah, the, it, the Spurs can score, you know, yeah. when you're not defending. So yeah. okay, I like the Spurs to be a competitive team. Okay, all right, maybe flirting with the play in tournament, maybe uh, because look. There's too many question marks. Too many question marks with Zion Williamson and the Thunder. Too many question marks with regards to the Grizzlies and their 20, first 25 games without Jaw. Yep. Uh, the Blazers, again, Scoot, how, how does that play out in Portland? 
Timberwolves, same kind of thing. Rockets, same kind of thing. Jazz, same kind of thing. So I do put the Spurs in okay, that I conversation. Like I'll call it right now. Play-in game matchup number one, Clippers versus Spurs. Oh, there you go. What wow. a matchup that would be. Okay, LA versus Wemby. There you go, go guys. There you go. All, All right. right. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's my picks. That's what I got going on. Mikey, that was awesome, dude. That was... Uh, that was a lot of great stuff. You know, the West was a behemoth. Of course, we needed to spend a little bit more time on the West with all the teams and all the developments, you know. Um, I I know I didn't spend hardly any time on the Spurs at all, but I think you did a great job of of going through them. And, you, and I agree. I, I do think, you know, they could be competitive. Um, listening to your points and stuff, I might be a little too high on the Rockets. Now, let me... Yeah, make it clear. I'm not picking them to make the play-in tournament. Just a team I thought would be more competitive okay. than last year. And a team that could surprise some teams on any given okay. night. But I agree with you. They're going to have their nights like last night where yeah. they just take a crap and look yeah. god-awful. So how many of those are they going to have? I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, San Antonio, um, you know, if, if, if they can play and get that kind of distribution um, like they got against the Mavs the other night, I totally agree, man. That could be a team that that, that could compete. You never yeah. know, you know, and and, and and can sneak in that play-in tournament. And mainly because I agree with you, just not sold on Zion and his health and, you know, what can happen there. So, yeah. um, dude, good stuff. Uh, you, you know, it, anything else in closing today? I mean, that was a great NBA preview. Uh, no, I think I, we freaking nailed it, dude. Yeah, but. you know, I, I, I'm just, it, it's exciting. You know, you've got LeBron James is the oldest player now in the NBA, which is absolutely insane. He just turned 87 about, or something yeah, like that. 87 okay. years old. 56th year in the league. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Lakers in a sense that, like, you know, apparently they're going to be, really kind of monitoring uh, LeBron's minutes, trying to keep him smarter. around 25, 26 yeah. minutes a game. Yeah. I think the game, the competitiveness of the game is going to dictate a lot of that, but it's also going to require, fair. you know, Anthony Davis to step up. It's going yeah. to require Rui, Austin, D'Angelo Russell, Torian Prince. It's going to require those guys to step up and really kind of, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, LeBron's able to get that rest and stick to that uh, to keep him healthy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. You know, Christian Wood looked really, really pretty, not really, really good, but he looks solid. He, he looked solid, at, he dude. Looks yeah. like what, mm-hmm. If he sticks to mm-hmm. what the coaching staff wants from him um, yeah. and doesn't try and do too much on the offensive end and gives what the off the defense and, you know, the powers that be dictate, I think he's going to be a really solid pickup for the yep. Lakers. And if that doesn't work out, then you got Jackson Hayes just waiting in the wings to kind of okay. eat up some of those minutes. And even though he's not as good offensively, He's better probably defensively and, and rebounding and shot blocking, rim protection. So I'm okay with that. Um, you know, so I'm excited about that. But, you know, if you're taking this one game sampling, I mean, the Denver Nuggets are going to, they're going to be another really, really tough team. They're going to be beat. really good. Yeah. Um, they're going to be really good. It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in Chicago. Do they give up Zach Levine? Do they yeah, give right. up uh, uh, DeRozan? You know, James Harden drama. What's going to happen yeah, with that? Yeah, Where we still have some go? stuff. There's still that's some gonna stuff some that's going to come down this yeah. pipeline that's going to kind of really uh, influence the rest of the NBA to some degree. But you know what, man? It's going to be exciting. And uh, yeah, Good dude, stuff. it's just going to be a great season. Awesome, dude. Yep. I agree 100%. So in closing, yeah. tonight, 
Yeah. Sixers Bucks in action. Yep. We talked about it. Your Lakers Suns. Who do you got, Mikey? What's your predictions for these two games? My yeah. Friend? So I, I, I the, the the Bucks are going to win. I think it's going to be not even close. I think this is going to be a blowout win. Ooh, you I know, like you're, that. You're playing right. in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah. You know, it's the debut of Dane. <laughs> going to be Giannis. fired up. Yeah. They're going to be fired up. It, they've been drinking for ever since Sunday when the yeah. Packers lost to the Broncos. Yeah. So they've got a good three or four oh, days straight okay. of drinking yes. already. So they're oh, fired right. up. Yeah. <laughs> so I do. I like I like the Bucks in this game. Okay. You know, look, the, the Suns and Lakers, uh, you know, the Suns, as we said, they're not playing with Booker. They're not playing with Beal. They are playing with uh, KD. Lakers are going to be at full strength. It's my knowledge, no one's been ruled out of the game except yes. for maybe Jared Vanderbilt. Um, you know, so they're playing at full strength. AD's going to want to have a bounce back game from the previous one. I think he yes. can eat. Uh, he can he can take uh, Nurkic to the cleaners. I think he can, uh, too. You know, and, and I think... LeBron's not going to have to guard KD, Torian Prince, and Austin Reeves are going to get that assignment. So, you know, LeBron will probably switch on him every once in a while. But sure. I, I, I like that. Look, I, I think this is the Lakers, their de- home debut. They're going to come out fired up. No point guard to speak of in Phoenix. I think D'Angelo Russell's going to have a good game. Gabe Vincent's going to have a good game. I, I like the Lakers in this one. Okay. Maybe a little bit closer than your Bucks and 76ers okay. game, but I, I like the Lakers in this one. I like it too. Uh, give me the Bucks by 10. Give me the Lakers by 9. There wow. You go. Those okay. are my predictions. Right. There tonight. you go. Yep. Right on. Okay. Yep. I like it. <laughs> Very nice, guys. All right. Well, you know what? We, we didn't go into any NBA uh, season picks in terms of our playoff predictions, kind of, sort of. Or, or awards or anything like that. But we're going to wait till our good buddy Justin can join yes, us and get a yes, Dallas Mavericks fans, uh, perspective yep. and do uh, some of our picks there, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Check us out on the Instagrams absolutely. and, and the, uh, the social medias. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. And Chris, do you have anything else in closing? That's it, my friend. No, okay. that's it, man. Just right. looking forward to, uh, to, to the season, you yep. know, tipping off our two teams in action tonight. Yep. Um, yeah, that's all it. Right. That's all I got in closing. Okay, man. right on, man. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch thanks, you guys. next time.